0: Hello and welcome back to the Willem Drew Podcast. Today we're talking about defenders and what we think of them. We recorded this before the news about Jack Berry's injury and Miller's return to training happened. But anyway, hindsight's a good thing, I guess. Nug had COVID in this episode, so it was a little bit shorter than usual, but we still had fun doing it and hope it's good to listen to. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to the fantasy community Discord that Holmes has got going. Should be able to find the link in his Twitter. It's bloody awesome, so get around it. Let's go.
1: How are you,
0: mate? Yeah, pretty good. Going back to work on Tuesday, so making the most of the last few days of school holidays. So, yeah. How Depping. about yourself? Heard, heard you got the, the rona.
1: Yeah, well, somehow I'm still negative. My um my partner has it and she's pretty sick, but I, like, I'm definitely sick, but still negative. So, um, fingers crossed I don't just catch it on the sixth day and have to quarantine for like two weeks. But, yeah, going all right at the moment.
0: Yeah, that was like exactly what happened to me. Got through the first like five days of it, and then I got a cough and stuff. And I was like, You're kidding me, and then was positive, <laughs> and then had to do another week. So, missed out on the middle of summer. But, it's oh well, up. oh well, it's
1: what Melbourne's all about at the moment,
0: exactly. Missed Scotty Bolin taking like these six wickets at the G because yeah. I had COVID and couldn't go. So. You
1: would have got it there anyway, as well. So, you basically, well yeah. gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, she ain't going super spread up. Yeah, oh, it is what it is.
1: All right, today we're doing defenders, the last of our um positional pods. Um, I'll be honest, the defenders this year, I'm not liking many early on. Um, but we'll go through the options that um, we, we don't mind, I guess. I'm not going to say I love any, but yeah, we'll, we'll start with top six. Who have you got um, at number one?
0: I think this is, it's somewhere that we're sort of different. I think we talked about the other day, not on a pod or anything, just mm. in Messenger because we're both addicted to talking about fancy <laughs> uh, Like, I think I messaged Nug more than I messaged my missus at the moment, which Shame, is a bit, bit problematic. <laughs> 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 and I message her a lot as well. So it's <laughs> been way too much time talking about fancy. <laughs> but um, no, nah, I was saying that there's the forwards that I've got in my team. I'm all like dead set keen on. Wait, no, no, no. The backs I've got in my team, I'm dead keen on. Uh, Whereas for you, it's more the forwards, you're dead keen on. We sort of differ. So my D1, I reckon it's like a no-brainer assuming he's going into the healthy is Whitfield. Forgetting that he's priced at 94, which the fact he's priced at 94 makes him a must-have. But I think he can definitely average the most. He has been to 113 before, which is like the sort of heights that uh, I think Lloyd got there, I think. Yeah, he he did one thirteen and a half um,
1: one fourteen.
0: Yeah, that's sort of like the heights that no one else in the back line has really hit before. And he can definitely return to that if he is fit. And it looks like he's fit. He averages something that's different to most other defenders. He averages close to like three tackles for his career, which isn't like a lot, but a lot of defenders average like one and a half tackles. So like they're basically, their whole score is built marks on and marks kicks. and kicks, whereas Whitfield can score a little bit in other ways. So, yeah, uh, forgetting that he's at 94, I think he's D1. And the fact is at 94, every reason for his 47% ownership, he should be in everyone's team, I reckon.
1: Yeah, 100% agree. I've got him at two, though. I've got So I've got Hall ahead of him. Only, like, I'm not going to pick Hall. I just won't do it because I think there's too much risk. But if he gets the role, he'll go 115.
0: That's yeah, I, think. I I think it just depends on how North go with Hall. Like, yeah, similar to what we saw with Lloyd, the 2020 to 21. And obviously there was some slight, like Lloyd was a bit injured last year and mm. like the Dawson factor was a bit stronger, but they're generally like the defenders that just absolutely pick up in the back line are mm. playing team. on shit teams. Uh, and North were like as shit as shit got this year <laughs> in terms of their game style. Like they... They definitely improved in the second half of the season, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But they, yeah, like the ball was just deep in their D50 a lot. So I think it Hall is my, I think you have the same role, but whether or not he can reach that ceiling again depends on North. I'm happy rate. to let him go at 109 though. If he, if he beats that, fair, fair game to him. Good on him.
1: Yeah, agree. Have you got him at two or have you got someone else?
0: Yeah, he's D2 for me.
1: All right, at three, I've gone old reliable Jake Lloyd. Um, I so he's in my team at the moment simply because I think he's a pretty easy pick. Like he's probably a few points underpriced. Um, he'll sit there all year, shouldn't get injured, all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think he's gonna ever get back to those 113 sort of days, but I reckon he could um, reach 105 if he has a good year.
0: Yeah, Lloyd. <laughs> as, as the bristle likes to say. <laughs> He, uh, um, I
1: fucking hate BT
0: <laughs> Yeah I used to like him Like I love driving home From footy On Sunday afternoon uh, yeah. At like Three o'clock Because Rezzy's life I'm Not driving home At five <laughs> And you listen to Triple M. it's like The Saturday Rub team with like JB and BT And they got Chew Man up there, just all going nuts. Chew Cops like Driving home, Tipper, I think he kicked like six at the G. And That was like the best bit of radio I've ever heard. <laughs> they were going off their tree. But yeah, the man that BT likes. Uh What I found on Lloyd was interesting. So I looked at like the heat maps and as much as I could find with out actually having the guaranteed data of where they were but the games that I determined that Dawson definitely played on a wing Lloyd's kick-ins percentage was 72% and the games that Dawson was definitely a defender there was he kicking percentage was 52% the average was only a two-point difference so basically the same but Lloyd's kick-ins definitely went up when Dawson was on a wing there's probably some the data might be a little bit different if you actually, if I actually had a way of knowing exactly where they played, yeah, like where Dawson was starting uh, quarters Every and, stuff. and stuff. Yeah, so like I was just looking at heat maps, which I guess it gives you a decent idea, but not a perfect one. And there were some games that Dawson had a lot in the backline and on the wing, so I just left those games out. But uh, yeah, there's one interesting thing about the Swans is uh, a lot of people are saying that what similar to what i was saying about hall is that because the swans were better they had like a lot less uncontested shit Mm -hmm. uh when you adjust their team total of marks from 2020 to 21 uh they had 800 more marks in 2021 than in 2020 so they definitely were still a really uncontested like possession high possession team but i think and again it's something that I'm sure there's some way you can find it if you know something Champion Data, but I couldn't find, like, where the marks were. So, I reckon there was probably a lot less in the D50. But, yeah. again, that's not something that I know how to find. So, yeah, yeah interesting on Lloyd. He's D4 for me. I think – D4? I'm, yeah, I'm happy to take him on, to be honest. I don't –
1: Yeah, I don't mind it.
0: I don't know if he's, he's a safe pick, but I don't know if he's going to return to the heights of what he, what he has, especially – like, he should get the high kick-ins, but the Swans are going to look to blood other people. And I think the Swans are going to be really good this year. So yeah, Ball might not be down there that much. Like, I reckon ceiling for him would be like 105-ish. Yeah, that's uh, a good
1: that, a really you'd, you'd
0: love that if you went yeah. 105 as well. But I don't like picking players based on the ceiling, more like where I the floor sort of lies. And I don't think the floor is that bad with him. I've talked about him for too long anyway.
1: <laughs> so who have you got ahead of him?
0: Uh, I had Shorty ahead of him. I think Love Short's it. primed to take a leap. This guy, like, he's he just loves getting the footy he like likes the footy. To, a, <laughs> to a scary level. Like yeah. he sometimes he has shit games, but like when he's pigging, like hunting around, his sort of guy. Someone marks it in the back pocket. He chonders fifteen meters up the boundary line, screaming for the footy, and they just yeah. kick it to him. So like he's got that trait because like I was saying earlier defenders don't have high tackle numbers so they need to be absolute swine and yeah. short is a genuine swine yeah. in the games without hooli last year his kick in percentage was 62 percent in the games he played it was 45 so that's about a two or three kick in change so mm. like probably like six nine, six to nine points extra he uh hopefully can get just by the fact that Hulley isn't playing, I'd bump him up to 100. Yeah. His play on percentage last year was only 82%. So that should ask Jaden. need to get Yeah, sorted out,
1: mate. Yeah,
0: I would send him a message. <laughs> a couple fans that show at the Tigers. So <laughs> those boys that are listening, just let Jaden know that, uh, yeah, kicking percentage at 82, just walk out of the square, get an extra stats. So, because most defenders operate in a like 90, 95 region. So yeah. get those extra points. I think he can easily crack the ton, to be honest.
1: Yeah, no, I like it. I've got him averaging about 97, but I think that's pretty conservative. That's like probably an extra mark, an extra kick out, which I think he'll do eyes closed. Um, but yeah, it's just a lot of it does depend on Richmond's game style. Cause I think he only averaged like four marks last year, which is really low for the type of player that he is. Um, so if that for whatever reason, if they go into like damage control or if they slow down just because they're getting a bit older, um, then short could go one ten, honestly.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty high on if just even the kick-in changing, get the play-on percentage up 10%, yeah. getting the extra couple kick-ins without Hooley, that would already take him up to 105 from his 93 last year. So yeah. I guess the play-on thing though might just be what he does. So yeah. It's not something to bank on changing.
1: Um, so I've got him at five. So I've got Lloyd and Crisp ahead of him. I've got Crisp at four. Um, he was obviously just another easy pick. I think he'll Plot around, get his one or two as he always does. Um, not really too much to say on
0: Crisp. I love Crispy. Got him in a keeper, but I've pissed him out of the top six, to be honest. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so, my sort of theory is one, no idea of his role, to be honest, if he's going to go in the midfield or play in the back line. I know there was that tweet where he was lining up in the back line, but like it's hard to know exactly what he's going to do. It might be a bit of both. Mm. So if he is just a defender, his ceiling is probably capped around where he scored this year. I think he'll find it harder to get easy footy with like yeah. Pendle's back, Howe back. Even like Darcy Moore's a serial plus six offender when he's playing. Like he yeah. gets on the end of it. Uh, if Maynard's back there as well, which there's a few unknowns of the pies back line. Quaynor yeah. hopefully will take a bump next year. So I think Crisp just there was a result of that. All happening might have a bit of got a regression, that. go down to like more like a ninety-five, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, the guys that I've got above him, I think, can will all beat ninety-five. So he's he's thereabouts, but yeah, I wouldn't start him.
1: Yeah, fair oh, call. Yeah.
0: Just, just pause for a sec. I got yeah. to answer this.
1: All right, who have you got next?
0: Uh, so I was up to D five, and I've got Dawson up here. Yep. So. Pretty confident he won't be a defender. Luke Brown said in an interview the other day, he's like, unfortunately, we're not going to see much of him in the back line this year. He thinks he'll play mostly on the midfield and on the wing. Mm. Uh, so I I think their rotation in the CBAs is, is pretty hard to crack into. Like with Matty Kriach being back in training now, yeah. Sloan, Keys, Laird, uh, Schoenberg going through there a bit. I think it's going to be hard for Dawson to get in there. I think they've probably got him more pegged for a wing, especially with the news about Seedsman. Apparently got a bad concussion that he's still getting symptoms from all the way from before Christmas. So, though, like we've seen with players before, those things can last. Like he could miss the whole year. Could even Hope it does happen because it's a really bad thing. But it's a big worry. So if he does get the Seedsman role on the wing, could be like really high usage. Last year he went 99 after the buy, where he was predominantly on a wing. Uh, in that there was only three tons, and it was the average, just sort of boosted by going massive against Gold Coast with like a 158 or something. Yeah, that was true. I think he, I think he can push towards 100. Uh, just like the way the Crows play, more banking on the Like if Seedsman doesn't play, and yeah. then if you see any CBAs from him, I think he's like a really really good shout averages like three tackles as well so he's someone who does score in that way as well so yeah
1: yeah i think like obviously we don't want seedman seedsman not to play but that's probably the the reason you'd be picking him um because realistically if he has the seedsman role he's probably a fair bit of a better player um so he'll probably produce better i reckon
0: yeah best best wishes to paul big fan of the show so
1: he used to live across the street from me actually. Actually, really? the seed. Yeah. When he, he played was down. At um, nah nah. Just he played juniors across the road. So oh, yeah. Yeah. The seed. See. Um, number six, I've got uh Tom Stewart. You could throw a blanket over this one for me. Um I just put him in here because I think he'll just be a safe 95. Um, and he obviously suits Geelong's game style very well. Um, pretty easy pick for D6.
0: Yeah, I've got sort of in the same area, like, for D6. I I just put a guy here because like, I'm like i keen to talk about him. Yeah. But I think that, like, Stuart, Rich, Crisp are all going to just be Even really Apple. similar between 95 and 100. So in terms of starting any of them, wouldn't interest me too much because you're paying for what they get. Like, Stuart and Rich, like, 97, 98, respectively. Mm. They're going to have to do something, like, really good to – beat that i guess yeah yeah so like like they're they're still safe options and stuff but i think you always want to be looking for starting value and then maybe you trade those guys in with your first upgrades the guys who aren't going to move much in price but yeah the guy that i am keen to talk about is Bose. so there's hasn't been like a massive amount of info on where he's training like it's actually been really hard to find anything yeah uh, like there was that thing Wayne Campbell said in like October that Bose wants to have a go in there. And I think everything since then, there was an AFL article that said Bose is going to get a go in the midfield, but like that didn't even have a source on it or anything. So yeah, I don't know how reliable that is. Uh, so not too sure. I actually don't think it matters too much where he plays because there was an article on the 9th of October where Stewie Dew like literally just said that Lekosius will play forward of the ball. Yeah. So he's he's not playing in the back line. I like yeah. if the coach is saying that, you can be pretty confident.
1: Yeah, they want him
0: because he, he said they need to improve their scoreboard impact. So that hasn't changed over summer.
1: Yeah. They see I think they see him and um, Ben King as like the the future of the forward line and they just want to get a minutes together.
0: Yeah, exactly. So if Bose is a defender, like I think he'll score really well without the down there. Before his injury last year, he was going 101.5. So, like, I think he can definitely return to that as a defender without King there. And then if he goes into the midfield, you're always happy to sort of take, you'd be pretty happy taking a stab at someone price at 80, who's going into a full time midfield role for the first time in their career. So, yeah, uh, either where he plays. Uh, like, I don't even know. I'm probably keener on him if he's a defender almost, to be honest. I think he'll just yeah. get as much of it as he wants. But I think I was talking with uh, Russ on Twitter today, uh, big fan of the show I heard, big great guy as well, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: about the Suns' back line today. And I think, like, if Waller will be a really good option there because if Burrows goes into the midfield, he'll sort of be their chief distributor and stuff. He can probably push up to, like, 95-100, but he's not a yeah. defender, so...
1: I reckon Will Power will will get a fair share of kickouts and um, it like obviously Butterick should be back and he'll probably take that lockdown small role and it might free yeah. Power up a little bit. It'll probably free all of the smaller defenders there up because yeah, Power's be definitely
0: a while. watch as well. Yeah, to be honest, one of I one of them is going to he, explode. Yeah, Power's just a wrecking ball. He's going to get him, he, he, similar to like the Butters and the yeah. Cowards of the world. They just like they're nuts. Mm. Yeah. Even like the Tom tom Dodays and Bo Wilders. Shout out to <laughs> Bo, big fan of the show. Like they're just hard heads, like yeah. who are going to get themselves injured, unfortunately, the way they play. So
1: Powell's already had a concussion in the preseason as well, I heard, which is not good. Yeah. He's, he's had a
0: few in his career as well. So yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> <If> <laughs> he plays 22 games. I'll get a willpower tattoo on my ass
1: I'll get one anyway.
0: <laughs> Lots of got it he's a pretty looking guy
1: yeah all right um anyone you wanted to talk about primo wise anyone else
0: nah to be honest i think they're sort of the reliable group like well i'm sure that we're missing a couple that people are interested in but i don't think there's that much interesting information out there about them for yeah. me anyway that i could find that make it worth talking about
1: yeah all right i'll kick us off with the mid prices so the first one, this bloke I flip-flop on all the time, that's George Hewitt. So he, he averaged um, 78 when he played as a mid last year. Um, that doesn't include the 106 that he had in um, their only final. Um, those are good stats, right? But the only issue is um, his highest average ever was 76, and that was when he was playing as a tagger, and I think he came, like, second in the BNF as well. So if that's sort of, like, peak George Hewitt, then you can't touch him, but... Then again, I think if he has like a – he's obviously going to be a defensive mid. We know that. But if he has like a, a ball-winning um, in and under sort of defensive role, then he um, he's a good pick. But that's just something we need to wait to see.
0: Yeah. Hashtag tagger theory that I've talked about before when <laughs> the guys like Tolkien, Steele, and Guthrie who all grew up as taggers just erupting into guns. There is absolutely something in that. Plenty of it. Yeah. One hundred percent. But yeah, with uh yeah, with Hewitt, I think we've just sort of gotta wait and see what exactly his role is gonna be like. They've already got a few ball hunters in the midfield, so he's probably gonna be more of a defensive mid. But yeah. I'm not super hot on him at the moment. I'm I'm going I'm probably post the team soon, but I'm just straight guns and rookies with maybe maybe I'll sneak Gresham in. But other than that, <laughs> it's gonna be just guns and rooks, baby.
1: Yeah, no, I like it. There's lots of questions around the mid prices this year, more than we usually have. I think. Yeah. Um. Who Who do you like for mid prices?
0: Um. I don't really like any of them, but I've got some things I'm happy to say about some of them. Uh. So like Vossen, seen a bit of talk about him, but career high average of seventy eight. He's like t- going to be twenty eight this year. You would have wanted to have seen more earlier in his career. Like it would take us just a drastic role uh change for him over what he's done over the length of his career to make him like worth picking like could you see him going 100 like surely not and his price at 78 so you'd probably want him to be going close to that to make it worth it so him hunter clark yeah he's priced at 72 but he to make him worth picking he'd need mid time and i don't think he'll get it with like crouch steel Jones, Hanoveri, Gresham going through there. Yeah. Uh, if they want to keep Seb Ross alive, Bataille <laughs> looks really. Bataille is like a gun, I reckon. Yeah, he, I don't know how he'll go in fantasy for his career, but he's he's really good. I'm really high on him. Yeah, by buying Bataille stock as we speak. <laughs> um, yeah, Houston, no thanks. Sicily, I actually don't know what his role is going to be. To be honest, it's a bit of a question mark for me.
1: Yeah, he he will be. I know. I'm almost certain he'll be a defender. Um, I think he did say in an interview that he'd like to spend a bit more time forward, but I don't. I just can't see it happening. Um, yeah. The thing is with him, I think his last full season he averaged like eighty four, and that was with like the full intercepting role, um, sort of the perfect role for a player like that. And with obviously him coming back from an ACL, I can't see him coming out and averaging. Um, more
0: than like 85, to be honest. Yeah. Uh. uh Maynard, def- just watch the role with him. No, yeah. I don't even know. If- I don't have much to say about him other than it'll just depend on his role. If he's got the midfield role, then definitely he's on the radar for everyone, I think. But if he's back being a deep defender, then probably not. Yeah, Agree. Um. Ash, I've seen a bit of hype about him, but if he... Like the Giants midfield were already what like people were talking about trying to squeeze in guys like Tom Green and stuff. They're better than Lockie Ash. Yeah. And if Ash goes in there, anytime he did last year, he was a tagger. So he uh, did he did uh-huh. not
1: get much of the footy. He was he laid a bunch yeah. of tackles. Um, I watched him very closely closely because he was in my keeper side. He just laid a bunch of tackles, but he'd only have like 10, 12 touches a game when he was playing inside.
0: Yeah. So yeah, the mid prices don't excite me too much. Ridley, to be honest, I think he's Essendon's best key defender. If Hurley comes back, maybe he it changes a bit. I think Hurley changes more for Ridley than Kelly does coming in. Yeah, because Callie play tall or small, and I think with like Redman, Hind, and Heppel back there, Ridley's not going to get a mortgage on kickouts that he wants. No, but and he's so such a good defender in the air, like spoiling and stuff. That I don't think the Bombers will. Want to take him too much out of that role? Maybe he gets an intercept role, but to be, make that worthwhile, he's going to have to be Leo Barring every game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, um. I reckon he'll probably go round about that 80 80 average in Corona Ball. So he's mm. like slightly underpriced, but not really yeah. worth picking.
0: Anyone you got?
1: Uh, one I'm actually pretty hot on is Darcy Tucker. So he's um, a bit of a smoky. I think he's still under 2% ownership. Um, In the first five games of 2020, he averaged 95 and that was off the back of 56% CBAs. Um, He has said multiple times that he's going to be rolling through the midfield. Um, He said like inside and wing though, so it's a bit of a wait and see as to whether he's just a pure wingman or not. But if he's getting CBAs price at 61, he's quite an easy pick for me.
0: Yeah, the inside and wing was the turnoff for me with him. Yeah, When I saw that, I was like... If you've got any doubts, like I've I've been Tom Phillips before with his. Yeah, that, it's. His it's so it reeks he, of Tom he,
1: Phillips, it, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: If they shun him onto a wing or like there's that risk there, then I'm just not doing it to myself. Yeah, fair so, enough. Uh, one guy, I don't know if he counts as a mid price, um, maybe like bordering on rookie price at 48, is Chase Jones. So if you look at the Adelaide backline, and I guess it depends where you sit on Miller and if he's even going to play round one and whatnot. But Jones started taking kick-ins in the second half of last year. Price at 48 was still scoring rubbish, but he said in a presser that he's going to be playing half-back this year. So, like, he could be someone who just improves. Like, his yarn was really highly rated. I think he was a first-round pick coming yeah, into the crumb. So, it just depends on... Yeah, if he's, like, got the mortgage on kick-ins, because if Brody Smith goes to the wing... Dawson's on the wing, then but they might even roll back and take kick ins, to be honest. Yeah, who knows? But there's going to be kick ins there. So Jones could, even Andy McPherson, be absolute smoky. But first half for the, year, well, first, most of the year, he went 48. And then in his last five games, he went 70. So if he's taking kick ins, like, yeah, he's a little tough, tough bugger. But <laughs> Luke Brown's their lockdown defender. So McPherson might get freed up a little bit. Yeah. And make him interesting. But like, I'm not doing that. So.
1: Yeah. yeah. One other one I wanted to mention was Zach Williams. I think um, there's plenty of um, of stink around this bloke, but he's priced at only 71, and I think um, minimum he'll get back to the, that 85 that he averaged um, in his peak as a defender. Um, and if for some reason he does get the shot in the midfield, um, provided he's fitter and actually capable of um, moving this year, um, he could be an actual good pick priced at 71.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty biased with him because he killed my, my season last year. So he had such
1: an interrupted year. To be fair, yeah,
0: but it, it was his fault for coming to the season overweight. Well, yeah, like, and then know, getting just, suspended. Just as saying well. that, but he also, if you own Zach Williams, you're gonna watch him go up, down the race nearly once a game. Like that guy, anytime he has yeah. any sort of a knock, he's going down. And then I just, I don't, I don't like the bloke. I don't. <laughs> I'm sure he's to bad that, but. but yeah, i uh, I won't be doing that. Just I think I'd never like to let PTSD burn me, but I don't think he's upside is high enough for me to want to take him. Oh Hayden Young as well, was a bit of chatter about him. Uh, be interesting to see. If he gets a mortgage on kick-ins, take some away from Luke Ryan and stuff. Got a lot went nine in his last does. three. He's yeah. he's a shout, but as I said, I'm guns and rooks, baby. That,
1: uh, when he went 90, he only had, I think he only had three kick ins in those three weeks, and only two of them he played on as well. So, um, he's it's sort of scary to see what he might be able to do if he even gets like if he even halves the kick ins with, um, Luke Ryan, he could be pretty special. But yeah, just one to watch.
0: Yeah, I like, I like Andy McPherson's a little redhead, but there's a little redhead that I like even more. (laughs) Jakey Bowie from the D's. So last year it was his. (laughs) first year of footy so like it was it wasn't like he'd been on the list for two years or anything it was his first first year last year he got drafted at the end of 2020 he went 93 in the which is pretty decent yeah uh for someone who's half a mile height and i'm 174 centimeters (laughs) uh he's the best 22 lock at melbourne he like played in their finals team when everyone was fit he's going nowhere gun gun ball user uh he's down at like 370k I'm actually like we always talk about second year breakouts with midfielders and stuff but this guy like he I think he can do like a lot this year to be honest him like Salem's the only other real defender who will take that sort of away like yeah, the real plus six footy away like Rivers and stuff are more explosive defenders who like run and carry whereas I think Bowie can get heaps of footy this year and I think he can like push towards 75 that's what you need honest. from him.
1: Yeah. He's, yeah. he's definitely one to consider, um, especially I'd if he gets a few tickets.
0: I'd rather start him than Miller, just because even if Miller starts, yeah, it won't surprise me if he gets managed and stuff early on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. I reckon there's every chance Miller is going to be stuck at half forward. Um, yeah. But yeah. All right. Yeah, very true. Um, Just some rookies to pick if named. Um, Josh Sin looks like he'll be playing on a wing for Port Adelaide. Um, pretty good junior. Um, back him in. So pretty much same goes for Campbell Chesser. I saw the Eagles had like a probables versus um, – what do they call them? I don't know. It, it was like a good team versus a bad team, basically, the Eagles had. And Chesser was in the, in the ones. Um, and, yeah, he, he was the first sub, to be fair. So I don't know what that says about his chances. But I do know that they like him and that they want him um, as a midfielder. Um, Garrett McDonough from the, the D's. No, where's he play? Essendon. Sorry. The COVID, the COVID yeah. is really kicking in anyway. Um, <laughs> no, nah, he was, he was in the same draft as Caleb Daniel and Jaden short, and he was rated, um, as just as good of a kick as those guys. Um, and obviously he's about 25. Now they want to try and get him some games early. Um, so he's a super cheap option to chuck on your ground. Um, and then one just to throw away the key is Joel Hamling. If he's playing, he, he's the sort of player who played 22 games, average 45, and just sit on your bench all year.
0: Yeah, I didn't have too much to add. One, another guy, sorry, that some people had talked about was Braden Campbell, price of 52, but he's got yeah. a long way to go as an AFL player, I think. like Watching him last year, he, does, he didn't look quite ready last it. year, so yeah. you'd want to see a lot of improvement. They even were playing him forward last year when he – for a little bit so yeah i want you'd want to see just he has so much to improve on whereas yeah. like bowie priced pretty similarly i think bowie showed enough last year that he belongs at the level
1: yeah i agree all right let's get into some questions think we've only got a couple today um so sgm butcher asks hewitt thoughts i think we went over that i i like him but i need to see that he's not just a 1v1 tagger to pick him yeah Um, And he also asked, structured discussion, please. Seems more mid-price heavy than other ones.
0: Yeah. So as I said, D1 to D3 for me are going to be primos. And then, well, just the guns and rooks, then D4 to D6 will be rookies. With maybe, it depends what you count Bowie as at D4 at the moment.
1: Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Look, I said it earlier, but I don't really like a lot of the options in defense this year. Um, so I think I'll sort of save some money and just find value where I can and then get the scorers in other lines. Um, I'm hoping like we get a sin and a chess up playing round one so that we can just pick those blokes and go a bit rook heavy down back this year. Yeah. yeah um, Maddie from Lairs Lads asks, um, he wanted to know our total spend in the back line. Quick shout out to Maddie as well. I reckon he asks a question every, every show. So um, we love that from you. All right.
0: Uh, we- I don't know exactly. I can't be bothered calculating it. So <laughs> I did, but my spend is at the moment. My backline is Whitfield, Short, Burry's, Bowie, Sin, and Chesser. So yeah. whatever that equals.
1: Yeah, love it. I've spent three point two three nine mil. <laughs> I did. I did count it up earlier, um, which is I don't. I think um, it's a bit low compared to some. But yeah. Um, Aiden asked, "Question: Are there any good ones? Assuming he's referring to defenders, I'm going to say no. <laughs>
0: I'll say yes. Whitfield, Short, and Bose.
1: Yeah, no, I do <laughs> like them. To be fair, uh, Dane Bego asked, thoughts on Dan Rich?
0: Yeah, I think he. If he, he's not going to beat his price point. He might go. He should go close to it. But uh, yeah, maybe like he's someone." like looking when you we get a better idea, of like the scale of hardness and stuff like that. Yeah. He might be someone you would bring in like after the buyers if Brisbane have a really good run home with defenders. But I don't think his price will increase much from where he's at at the moment.
1: Yeah, I think his um, average last year was like 10 points higher than his previous, previous best. So um, I don't think he'll be doing that again. Um, Dane also asks, what's your thoughts on Lukosius? He thinks that he's an underrated jet.
0: Uh, yeah, he's definitely a jet. But if he's going to play forward, uh especially in like a key forward role, he definitely has like high potential because I'll probably get him up the ground, taking lots of marks. But he will burn you with some forties. Yeah. In that yeah. role,
1: hundred percent agree. Ben Cunningham asks, um, "Sell me on Ridley." I I've already responded to this tweet. I can't really. I think he'll just. I think he'll plot around eighty five. To be honest.
0: Uh, yeah. First name Jordan, second name Ridley Priced at 80 He was 108 before injury last year That is 28 points upside Went 90 in 2020 Absolute gun kick Kelly coming into the team, Hurley coming back in. They're going to free him up into set mark Rack up the plus sixes He'll be running around for cheeky plus threes He's going to go 115 next year So get him in your team <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't what I think of Ridley It was Selmy on Ridley so. yeah, There you you're go right. Benny
1: you're right. I couldn't. I couldn't sell him if I tried. No, I do love him. To be fair, he's the poster boy of my keeper league. So, all right. Liam says, "Hey boys, big fan of the pod. Two questions again. Um, what do you need to see from Hunter Clark to uh, in the preseason to sell us on him?
0: Uh a lot. <laughs> yeah, plenty. Wouldn't, would need like know that he's playing in the midfield or something.
1: Yeah, I think last year I I remember I looked into his stats earlier." Um, in the preseason, and his the games where he got CBAs, he actually scored considerably less than when he was playing back. So I think, to be honest, I'm not sure he's that good of a footballer, and I think he's I can't see him really breaking out.
0: Yeah, he did have a in year with injuries last year. Huh? Yeah, yeah, he, he got too sharp. I don't. Yeah, I. Yeah. You need to see a bit for him.
1: Um, Liam also asks the thoughts on avoiding the majority um, and not going with Sicily.
0: Yeah, all for it. Take yeah. on.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't bother. I think, yeah, he'll. there's no, I can't see a world where he's like an intercept defender every game, all season. Like, I think he'll definitely have that role for games, but there's without a doubt there'll be games that he either has to lock down on someone or he has to go forward to give us something.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: All right, that's it. Thanks for the questions, guys. We've got a pretty special episode coming up next week. Pretty exciting. Um, But yeah, thanks for
0: listening. Thanks, everyone. See ya.